Hello, welcome back to the This Can For Life podcast. I've got uh, two guests with me today. So the two heads of school, Emma and Joe. Hello. Uh, Hello. Got, yeah, Joe on my right and Emma on my left. If um, So Joe, just tell me a bit about yourself first for the, for the listeners here. Well, uh, my name's Joe Narbantalu. I'm 17 years old. I live in Wimborne Minster. At the moment, I'm studying economics, maths and RS. So you've got to really know about me, to be honest. So yeah. that's about it. Um, I'm Emma and I live in Hong Kong um, and right now I'm studying English, History and RS. So Joe, what, what do you try and get up to in your, in your pastime really? Well, my free time. Yeah, well, sort of, I guess co-curricular and free time really. Well, co-curricular, well rugby's a massive one for me. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, we're in, so first team having a pretty good season so far. We uh, beat Portsmouth Grammar 64-0 last weekend. So that was a pretty good result considering we lost them last season. So things are looking up. We've got, um, well, I guess, compared to last season, it can only go up. It can only get better, exactly. Um, got Bishop's Wordsworth, Bishop's Wordsworth on um, Thursday. Stiff on that. Yeah, they're a pretty physical side. Um, they had a really, they were really strong in the year above yeah. me. So last time we played them, it was a, it was an interesting game. But this time, we'll see. We'll see if we can beat them. It'll be good. Okay, so Emma, what do you uh, sort of like to get up up to on the side? I know you did a bit of drama, but yeah, um, so yeah, drama probably the biggest one for me. Uh, right now, I'm in Chicago. I'm Velma in Chicago, so doing rehearsals for that right now. Yeah, so pretty busy, I presume. I'm really busy. Yeah. Quick question, like, what is Chicago actually about? I don't actually know anything about. <laughs> yeah, it. I, neither do I. So I think we're gonna have to. It's basically about. Go into detail about that. It's basically there's like two women. One's called Velma and one's called Roxy. No um, spoilers, by the way, no spoilers. Yeah, no spoilers. We, yeah. Joe and I will be there. Okay, <laughs> okay, fine, I can't... She's just like... And they basically it. kill their husbands. So, um, oh. it's set in a jail, and it's like, they're, they're called the Merry Murderesses. This is nuts. And they kill their husbands, and they get really famous, because it's all about making a point about, like, 1920s society. How, like, you know, like, Bonnie and Clyde, and people got really famous. Mm-hmm. Like, criminals yep. got really famous. It's all about, like, that, and, like, the glamorization of criminals. So they killed their husbands to... Just because they didn't like them. Well, okay. my my, my character, like um, her oh. sister, was um, and her husband, um, husband was cheating on her with her oh, sister, so, so yeah. she killed both of them. He okay. wasn't just like an annoying man. He well, some of them, some of them, do well, just kill them because they're annoying. <laughs> yeah. That's oh. <laughs> so you're doing this at school, yeah? Yeah. In the theatre. Yeah. Oh, nice. There's like literally rehearsals going on right now over there. Oh, really? Yeah. Missing <laughs> missing the rehearsals for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not in those ones. Oh, right. <laughs> well, that's that'd be commitment. <laughs> Yeah, we'd feel very honoured. Um, anyway, I guess we'll get sort of down to business, as it were. Um, so just for the listeners, so today I think we're going to talk about our futures and, you know, what life for Camford, uh, life after Camford sort of holds for us. Do either of you, you want to go, so, Joe, do you want to <laughs> start off? So, so we'll, we'll, I, think we'll, I think we'll start off whether we want to go to university yeah. or we fancy something else, say an apprenticeship or... Well... I've considered the options. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep looking for a degree of apprenticeship because I think that's a really good thing. Yeah. If I can't find one that really suits me, which I think is super important for something like that, because you're working hard. So if yeah, it doesn't yeah, really definitely. suit you, then probably not. Probably shouldn't go into it. But at the moment, it's looking like university. So Bath, Exeter, Loughborough, Newcastle. I need to look around LSE before I actually decide on that. But I'm gonna study politics and economics. Do that. Might do a bit of maritime law here and there. I'm not sure. That's what kind of that, like a side. What is maritime yeah, law? Yeah, you're going to have to just, just, just right. go into that a little bit because that's 
you know, sort of quite niche, I'd say. I thought well, maritime was like boats. It, correct. So ocean, <laughs> ocean law. So if you live in a regular country, right, you have to obey, you know, the strict laws and guidelines of the land, you know. So, for example, in England, you can't murder someone on the street. That's <laughs> <laughs> or I'd say your that. husband, for example. That's probably, that's usually from Yeah, relating it back to Chicago. Yeah, fair. Um, ha- however, on the international waters, which obviously aren't actually belong to, they don't actually belong to anyone, uh, they can't, there aren't any laws that belong to a single nation that are attributed to these international waters. So they're, they're, this is when maritime law kicks in, which is actually quite an interesting one. I can really imagine. I can imagine there are a few grey areas and well, loopholes in that one. Yeah. So you have to like, make up your own like laws, basically? No, no. Um, I'll give you a bit of an example. So during the... What, what was it called when they, alcohol was banned in America? Uh, the Prohibition. Prohibition, right. So during the Prohibition, you get these boats, right? These boats, boats right? <laughs> stacked with alcohol, absolutely stacked. People would hop onto them. They would um, boat out outside of the you know the waters into international waters, and they'd have a massive party out there. And this is because the boat would be registered in, for example, Panama, so it abides by the rules of Panama rather than the USA. Once it is in international waters. When you're in national waters, if it, once this boat was in American waters, they had to you know, lock up shop, no alcohol and that sort of stuff. But as soon as it was in international waters, it's Panama rules, right? It's, yep. a, it's basically a free-for-all. So okay. they had a great time on those boats. <laughs> I'm sure they did in the Prohibition. During the Prohibition. Um, so, Joe, just go over what your A-levels are again. Right, so economics, maths and RS. Oh, right. So you can certainly see how the, the law comes in there. I can sort of... RS, the, the, ethics, philosophy, the, the philosophy and, and ethics and RS, yeah. and then obviously economics, if you're planning on doing an economics degree. For sure. I'd say it's pretty vital. Anyway, Emma, on to you. Um, <laughs> so what are you sort of planning <laughs> to do with life after Camford? Um, I think definitely university for me. I've never really, I never really considered uh, an apprenticeship for me, just because I kind of want the experience of university. Um, and for me, I think, because I'm doing right now RS, English, History, um, I want to do philosophy and English at Durham or Edinburgh or St Andrews. Those are my top three. Right. Um, and <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. And after that, possibly a law conversion, maybe into criminal law. I'm really interested in criminal maritime law. Maritime law, maybe. Yeah, maybe maritime <laughs> law. After <laughs> this, I mean, after be this a, maybe. <laughs> I'd say that would um, be an achievement at a school to have <laughs> two, two maritime law. Yeah. Law students, uh, yeah. law practices. <laughs> sorry to cut you off there, Emma. Carry on. Carry on. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, or I might go into something to do with English, like publishing or editing. Journalism. Journalism. Yeah, Ooh. but my my dream would be to um, be on the stage, but that's just probably not going to happen. Or like an actor. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That's bring bring. If I could do anything, I'd do. I'd be an actress. I could see you in Hollywood. Anything. Definitely. We, yeah. Or I do film actually. Broadway film. or film. Ooh. A bit of both, maybe. Yeah. Dabbling Broadway. Maybe, you know. Well, you get, some, you get some that do everything. Like Idris Elba. I mean, what can't that man do? He, a DJ, <laughs> actor, rapper. I mean, it's incredible. You could go on. I think he, did he go into martial arts at some point? I wouldn't I, be surprised. I mean, possibly. Uh, I mean, well, guys, that's going to be me. We'll see. Well, I guess. I guess we'll see it in ten years. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you think Camford sort of set you up for university and? And beyond, really. I like that they have really let us make our own decision about things. They haven't 
pushed us towards any sort of subjects or kind of particular universities. It's very much down to you and what you want to do, which I think is fantastic. And they will support you as much as they can on your decision. Because at the end of the day, it should be your decision because it's your life, isn't it? Yeah, I really agree on that. I mean, personally, I want to do archaeology at university, which is a bit, you know... <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Some, I mean, we think maritime law is niche, but... <laughs> yeah, oh God. That's I That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah, fascinating, I think, anyway. Didn't you do a dig? Oh, yeah, I did. I, I did go on, off on a dig in, in the summer at uh, sunny Cornwall. Uh, on a nice digging up a nice Bronze Age settlement, got me very excited. <laughs> Tell wow. me more about this uh, Bronze Age settlement. <laughs> well, Joe, obviously it, the dig is still in process, so there's not too much to, you know, say about it. But it was, um, I mean, you're you're basically making a lot of educated guesses about what's really going on. Right. Do you have to do like do you have to do like physical digging, or do you just like look at all the stuff that people dig up? Well, so I was. Um, so we were excavating this sort of like path thing, quite hard to explain. And uh, so we were we were digging that, but it's not really digging. It's sort of, you know, quite small scale trowels, little brushes, little brushes yeah. yeah. And then on the rainy days, you go and sort of try and piece everything together, uh, and uh, a bit of pot washing, which is not too interesting, but but the whole I found it the whole thing fascinating. I love my classics. So, so how Bronze Age? How old is that exactly? Well, exactly. It's about it's about so the where we were digging was about four four and a half thousand years old, which is quite incredible. And I found that insane to stand where someone four and a half years ago did. And four no, and I found that thousand years ago. I thought that was quite incredible. <laughs> four and a half years ago is so impressive. A thousand years ago, yeah, indeed. That's more impressive. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so this is an interesting one. Do you have any regret, regrets about the subjects you chose? Or is there anything, looking back on after starting A-levels, that you would have rather done? Because for me, I'd probably... So I, I started off with economics, maths, chemistry, and classics. And I probably wouldn't have done... I probably wouldn't have done economics, to be honest. Ooh, interesting. What makes you say that? I think I just did economics because I thought it would be beneficial to my... I wasn't planning on fin finishing off the <laughs> economics A-level, which probably was the start of a bad decision. But um, uh, I just think I did it because possibly m maybe people around me were sort of pushing me towards it, saying mm. it'd be beneficial if I wanted to go into the city after school, after university. And I think I probably could have done something which, you know, a bit more mm. engaging for me, obviously, economics. And are you still doing economics? No, 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 I, 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 I dropped that one <laughs> in uh, lower safe uh, pretty swiftly. Yeah, I, I did start off with politics as well as English, RS and history. I dropped that. Too many like, essays. No, pardon. <laughs> I just couldn't <laughs> do politics, so I dropped that off like three weeks. But I'd say that I actually probably regret not doing classics at GCSE and then at A-level. Classics as in Latin or classic? No, as in like class classic. Classical yeah, I, I couldn't yeah. recommend it enough. So interesting. Yeah, I really, I should have done it for GCSE instead of geography. And what then I, I wish I could have done that instead of history at A-level because history is really hard at A-level. I can't do it anymore. So yeah, <laughs> I've heard that from instead. a lot of people. And I mean, I'm hoping to do a classic special at some point, so we won't go into it too much. Please, let me be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see, I guess. We'll see. We're we'll hoping see. to bring back a, an OC. Oh, you OC. wouldn't. Yeah, an OC. Who? Old Campordian. Oh. George Vaughan. We have a, yeah, we have a really? classics 
legend, classics legend. Off to study, perhaps coming back. Yeah, off to study at um, Exeter, Exeter. Actually, is he doing classics at Exeter? Uh, yeah, he is. That's pretty cool. So uh, we'll, we'll have some we have professional, and hopefully, <laughs> and hopefully, the legendary <laughs> Mr. Dant. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? Well, That's I guess incredible. Maybe maybe we'll have to be a live show. <laughs> I'll turn up and watch that. Me too. Yeah. Well, yeah, my problem with my choices is that just, I want to study more. I wish I could take like nine A-levels. Obviously, I don't have the time <laughs> of day and capacity for that. But I, I just wish I could. Wow, Jay. Like <laughs> physics. I mean, I can sort of see where you're coming from. I'd, I'd quite like to... I feel like I want sort of more, almost. Yeah. Like I want to do... I don't. Maybe... I want to broaden like, my Like I, I'd love to do history. Yeah, no, well, like, I, I don't know why I've never. But not history. Like <laughs> history is so I mean, hard. <laughs> I mean, if it was easier and less content, yeah. maybe, maybe I want to learn about history if there wasn't an exam at the end. Yeah, I'd do that the same yeah. thing. I you wish I, I, mean? I wish I could do drama as well as an A level. Did you start? Yeah. Didn't start off with drama then? No, didn't sort of. I was like, how is it going to help me? You know. But you see, that's that's sort of the opposite of what I thought with economics. Yeah. So mm. it's an interesting one. Yeah, very interesting. So sometimes with your A-level choices, you've got to think, what am I good at? But then you've also got to think, what do I enjoy? Exactly. Yeah. Any fifth formers right now, listen to that. What do you enjoy is probably more important, realistically. Yeah. I'd 100% agree on that. You could be incredible at something, but if you don't enjoy it, you're going to struggle a lot to... Um, to be fair, though, it's mostly linked. If, if you're incredible at something, you probably enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. I think... Yeah, you, for sure. I mean, especially for the, for the rowers. <laughs> yeah. The amount of time and sort of dedication you have to put in. It means I guess it's sort of the same with a subject. If you love something and you're willing to put so much time into it, which, like we said, makes it a lot easier to do better in it. For sure. Yeah. That's that's a good analogy there with the rowing. The hours <laughs> yeah. you put in, they pay off in the end, but you've got to love it to do it. Exactly, Jay. Like when we were on the start line at Henley. <laughs> worth it. Every, worth every hour of training <laughs> definitely all, all a thousand do you still do rowing jay at the moment i'm not i do, I do oh, the morning session yeah i do the morning sessions um to, you know keep up a bit but well joe you're actually a rowing scholar aren't you i am but you're a rugby scholar and a rowing scholar wow yeah paradoxically wow. <laughs> well yeah i'm i'm the wrong build but you know i, I try my best so what's <laughs> the right build uh, probably about hamish's build fairly tall and athletic yeah, I feel flattered, Joe. You're welcome. <laughs> Athletic. So earlier on, we were just we were talking about our sort of futures and life beyond Camford, really. And um, I'm still sort of stuck on this law thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we're just going to bring it back to that. So Joe and Emma, given we've somehow managed to get two potential law students. Maritime. On I mean, to be fair, like a lot of people are potential law students because it's just kind of the thing that everyone does. Fair yeah, enough. Sure. I, I I disagree with that actually. I've heard so I many people saying they want to do law. Learn about it, you know. Yeah. Joe, you seem. But also, being a maritime lawyer would be epic. I think that would be so cool. I love the sea. Yeah. Same. I think criminal being a criminal lawyer would be epic. probably more interesting. And like, I spoke to a criminal lawyer yeah. at the careers day, and he mm. was like, um, "Not a boring day, I presume." No, <laughs> he was like, um, he was telling us about all the cases to deal with, and he literally has. And everyone else found it really, like, really scary because they like he had to go home to forget about like these people who'd like mm. murder people and how he was defending them. Jeez. And then how he'd like he'd like defend people who he thought were guilty and he wouldn't care. Really? Which I find really interesting. Like I'm not I mean I that is fascinating to be view. fair. That yeah. from an ethical view, I think 
I think having if you're I think I could sort of get behind that if I was a criminal lawyer, however, because I think law. I mean, this is getting a little bit deep, <laughs> but <laughs> but um, you have to have a good lawyer lawyer on each side who who not necessarily believes in it, but you've got to challenge the yeah. evidence. Otherwise, you can't really find out who's yeah. innocent or guilty. And like everyone has a right to like a free so trial, I so I, yeah, exactly. You so need I a lawyer really to defend you, no matter even if, even if a lawyer thinks you're guilty, you still need a lawyer. You guys have seen Bridge of Spies, right? Yes. Just Wait, like that. what is that the one where? I, I cannot. He he was a lawyer. He's an American lawyer, and yeah. had to um, he had to defend a I think it was someone from the uh, Soviet Union. Is that the one with? Isn't that the one where they swap spies? Uh, might be, might be, but he obviously, from an American point of view shouldn't and everyone was advising him not to defend him as best he could but he was a very good lawyer you know he was a man with a good conscience and he and he did his best to defend this man and i'm pretty sure he was proven innocent in the end so interestingly you say that joe in this book i was reading i can't actually remember the full details of it but it was um so it's about the life of cicero i've i think i've uh, Talk to it, um, Sean. Before uh, Sean, Joe. Yeah, hello. <laughs> Let's talk to it to Joe, to Joe before. So it's a uh, it's a trilogy on Cicero and um, by Robert Harris, and it talks about this law case where he's um, this man who is clearly guilty. I think it's a governor of uh, uh, Macedonia or something. I can't remember the facts. And um, Cicero originally chooses to sort of defend him, knowing that it will lose him the popularity of the people which he sort of he's known for almost. So Cicero get he starts off defending them and then I think he he then his his wife and his brother or possibly not his wife just his brother um sort of guilts him out of saying, you know, how can you defend this man? He's possibly killed a thousand Roman citizens and uh he's stolen so much. I think it's it's one of those ones which is just sort of challenges the ethics. And it was like you said in Bridge of Spies, possibly. So what was so, Cicero's motivation for defending this man? So Cicero, I think multiple reasons, I I would say. I'd say the, one of the main ones was possibly to get the support of the patricians in the Senate. Mm. And then um, he was also going to get a lot of money from it. A lot of, uh, and technically he couldn't be paid for it, but he got a lot of quote-unquote donations. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, the thing is, criminal lawyers don't get other. Um, I think they're like the lowest earning lawyers. Yeah, they don't often get. They, they don't get paid donations. very much. <laughs> interesting considering. <laughs> interesting considering they do sort of like the some of the hardest work. I guess. Mm. Well, I'm not actually sure. I'm not an well, expert in law, but. <laughs> yeah, my main motivation for becoming a maritime lawyer is actually a bit strange. I've al- I've always had an attachment to the sea. Have you? Yeah. Very, from a, no, seriously. I can I can really relate <laughs> I've to that. Never actually, known that about you. I can really relate to that. I've always bit of a water I've, I've, baby, precisely. I've I was born by the sea in Portsmouth. I then moved to Turkey by the sea. Uh, grew up by the sea, obviously living there. It was incredible. I, my dad, my dad was actually studied marine biology at university, so he obviously taught me a lot about the <laughs> oceans. Definitely. And yeah, this has made me very passionate about you know our oceans and all the life you get there. And um, what possibly my favourite pastime of all is actually snorkeling. Oh yes. So I, I thought to combine thing. several things which I find very interesting, you know, ethics and like marine kind of aquatic just <laughs> life. I was thinking, you know, like marine lawyer. This is a very interesting one, isn't it? Well, um, that, yeah. That's pretty interesting. Or you could be like an environment lawyer, like a marine I, a marine, marine 
Like, you know, I think mar- maritime law, though, that is m- maritime that is pretty environmental law, perhaps. Yeah, which is I'm mixed the two. That might be a fit. Brainstorming here, guys. My future is in your hands. Not to be I didn't really get the. I didn't like the sea that much. What? You live on an island. Yeah, it's just like two not islands. My it's actually, a, isn't it not a peninsula? Am I correct? Uh, oh no. Oh gosh. I don't know. I believe. To be honest, it's part of China. There is a there is a physical border with China, though, isn't there? Yes, it but it's be like. An it's, it, it, it is an island. It's like it's like Hong Kong Island, but it's oh, like. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like sea around it, but oh. like it's. Oh. <laughs> I always had this vision in my head of it being like just a peninsula of, of China. No, it's like an actual island. Oh, right. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Google image that. Let's get it. I live on mainland China, though. Oh, you live on... Well, there's like... So you don't like live in Hong Kong? No, I do live in Hong Kong. There's like Hong Kong Island, and then there's like... There's like some ocean. Okay. And there's like a bridge across, and there's a little bit of like Hong Kong that's on the mainland China. Oh, so this is so so what we've got here is both of us yeah. being right. <laughs> yeah. Is which like, is always like a diff- which is always an, an upsetting outcome. No well, one really knows what Hong, Hong Kong Best is. Outcome. But like it's like it's like an island, and then a tiny bit of it, which is called the New Territories where I live, is still Hong Kong, but it's on mainland China. Ah, Shen- but it's still Shenzhen, Hong Kong. Shenzhen, you are right there, Joe. Yeah. Shenzhen, that's in China. Yeah, but it's, yeah, but ni- it's nearby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nearby. Okay, yeah. It takes like an, an hour and a half to drive to China from where I live. Oh, really? Really? Well, yeah, to get like past the border. So is I guess sort of slightly going off topic here, what do you think of the things going on in Hong Kong at the moment? Protests. The protests, yeah. Ooh. Opinions? Controversial. I don't know. Um, I think... Well, I, as a potential lawyer? As a potential lawyer. <laughs> um, I, agree, I agree with the cause, definitely. I think that... Well, originally, the original extradition bill, which is basically... Do you know what it is? No, elaborate on that Expand. one. I, I do. Um, uh, I do not know. The extradition bill basically meant that you could be prosecuted um, in Hong Kong for a crime and then moved to China. I think I'm probably not getting the specific right. I believe it was you. You can be prosecuted and and I think taken to court in China. Yeah. For um, for cr- making a, a cr- taking what was it making a crime was that the word. For, for being a criminal can, in Hong Kong, basically. Yeah, you could be taken to court in China and you could be tried in China, um, okay. including including all foreigners, everyone, all tourists, Members everyone in Hong Kong. Parliament. So anyone so living in Hong Kong would be under the law of China? Yeah, so basically yes. people were upset because they thought that China would try to use that to... Like, Political ad- Yeah, they tried to... They'd, Political gain? They'd like try people and they'd like arrest people and convict people for like political crimes, kind of, mm-hmm. in Hong Kong and then... And but it was it's been it's been shut down basically. But that was the original thing they were protesting, and now they're just generally protesting against for democracy and against Hong Kong police. Right, well, isn't it by law that it is now China, isn't it? Hong Kong, am I correct? Yeah, Hong Kong. I think Hong Kong officially officially becomes part of China in like 2040. There's like oh, right. the official so the official Hong Kong handing will... over where China like properly takes over. I'm not 100 percent sure. So I'm not we're in a buffer clear. period right now. I yeah, they they're, they're that, still yeah. technically part of China, but I it's guess like you could call it that. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not an expert on it, so I'm not really sure. But well, it's quite funny if you look at the border between China and Hong Kong from pictures that I've seen. It's very green on the Hong Kong side, and as soon as there's, yeah. there's the border, yeah. there's these enormous high rises. Yeah, Hong Kong is just like massive jungle, and then there's mm. China, which is a lot of urban yeah. jungle, urban jungle to real jungle. Yeah, yeah, I'd definitely cool. love to uh, go to Hong Kong at some point. Anyway, briefly, because we're sort of running. Running out of time here, I think. So I think we're just going to sort of address the whole gap year thing. So firstly, 
I know we've had a few gap year fairs at school, so I want to sort of know how those have influenced us. And then I think we can sort of go into what we're planning on doing. Well, um, actually, I, I've taken the uh, decision to actually not take a gap year. Okay, so how have you how have you come to that, Joe? Well, I'm just so excited to go to university, really. Just the whole experience of it. Whether I go to a degree apprenticeship or not, I just feel like just learning more about the subjects that I love is a really, really just exciting prospect. To be fair, I've completely had that debate. I would love to just start doing archaeology as soon as possible, but yeah, I've sort of decided that I'm going to... Well, the goal is to go over to New Zealand for a year and go and teach at one of the schools there, which and then so teach classics and coach rowing. That is pretty cool. And that is literally the dream for me. That's an incredible So kind of like a gappy, but like before. Well, you see, I had sort of gappies who at my old school who were all pre-university. Okay, so we're literally just out of school. Yeah, straight out of school. That's quite cool. Yeah, I think I'd, as much as I want to, I'm kind of conflicted because I really, I want to start as soon as possible, but also I feel like it's one of my only opportunities to actually do this and actually go out. So I think I'm going to, go work at an orphanage in Cambodia. Whoa. Um, and there's, but I also have another possibility of, we know people who own a wildlife reserve in Kenya. And so I also have the opportunity to go and work in a wildlife reserve in Kenya. That is epic. Um, yeah, that's really cool. But yeah, for at least six months of it though, I'll just be working to actually earn enough money to go do that. And then also I have so many plans like with friends and stuff to go traveling. So I just have too much stuff to do. Can basically. I come to this wildlife you reserve can come, with me? Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> So like going straight to uni, though. I can probably spend a bit of time. <laughs> I mean, guess as the summer holidays. There is indeed. And um, so I know we've had a few sort of overseas universities come and visit us. Mm. So just uh, wondering, have any like overseas? Have you have has sort of like going to university overseas appealed to either of you? I mean, personally for me, I just sort of think about it. But then you know, I think it will after university it's going to be quite because you make a lot of friends at university and it would be quite mm. difficult mm. to stay in touch with these people and go in sort of life with them yeah if I, I, go away. I agree completely I, I actually did look into the states option so studying in the states mm. but in the end I, I just decided that it's just so far away I, I, I'm, I'm not even willing to go as far as Durham <laughs> I want to stay like Midlands most <laughs> really I, I look why? Uh, just because. Just because. Just but you're from Turkey, Joe. Well, look, I've <laughs> travelled to Turkey. That's only a four-hour flight, but it takes about six hours on the train to get to Durham. I guess that is fair enough. It, it took was, it nine was hours the other day for yeah. me to drive down from Edinburgh. Hour, it was a seven-hour train journey yeah. for me to go to the open day. So I yeah. can sort of see. It's 120 pounds on the train. I think, yeah, the furthest that I'm personally willing to go is Loughborough, which, you know, it's not it's not far away, but it's not, it's not exactly close. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me... I did consider Amsterdam at one point because I went to Amsterdam like a last two summers ago. Very good university there. And I, I, and we were in Amsterdam and I was, we were looked around the university and it was amazing. Um, and also they teach all the classes there in English. And I do. There and it's just such, uh, it's literally my favourite city in Europe. So I just, I was, I love Amsterdam. Um, but I just like decided again, I don't, I don't want to be that far away. And if I make really good friends there then I'm not going to be able to keep as in good contact mm. with them because I want to come back and work in England so I just thought well it's still on the cards but yeah I had the same debate with myself with, um, so the Bosphorus University in Turkey which is in Istanbul 
So I was, I, I was, I actually spent a lot of time researching it. I had a little look around the university. I then looked at the world rankings. <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah, no, it, it didn't even compare to English universities. So for me, that, that was kind of the big thing for it. So Okay. Well, I guess we're going to have to wrap it up there because I think we've all got somewhere to be. So, mm. um, supper. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll call it a day there. Thank so, you for having me. Thank yeah, you. thanks very much for coming along, guys. It's been great to have a chat with. My pleasure. Yeah, it's been good. Good chat. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. This has been the This Camper Life podcast. Bye for now. <laughs>